you know, just God was like, I like, don't worry. Like I got something better for you. Um, so obviously I was sad. I mean, it was tough that, that night. Um, but, uh, like I said, he, he had something better in plan. So (laughs) like he always does. Yeah. (laughs) That was Brant Bronico midfielder of the Chicago fire. And I'm John Hollinger, the host of A Footballer's Faith. And yeah, today we had a good conversation, uh, you know, with Brant and you know his journey to the professional game and also what he's up to now. But not just that, because here at A Footballer's Faith, not only do we talk about uh, soccer, but we also talk about our faith in, in Christ and the journey within that and how we can you know, integrate you know, the gifts that God has given us uh, into our, our soccer careers. So you know, this, this was, again, a, a great conversation uh, I had with Brant, so I hope you guys enjoy. Guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of A Footballer's Faith. I'm your host, John Hollinger, and today, we have Brant Bronico from the Chicago Fire on the podcast. What's up, Brant? How's it going? Hey, John. It's going well. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I'm excited excited to start talking about some stuff. Definitely, definitely. Hey, uh, th- you know, just wanted to say thank you for you know coming on the podcast and everything. And um, you know, here at a Footballers Faith, we talk about uh, you know football as well as our you know the journey within uh, our faith, you know, in Christ and everything like that. And, uh, you know, bringing, you know, both of those together. And uh, so, yeah, just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, bring you on. I know uh, you have a, a, a good story that I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, people could uh, learn a lot from. So, yeah, so just was wondering, you know, if you could share, you know, your football story and, um, you know, what was it like for you growing up as a footballer? You know, where did you start and everything like that? and uh, uh, just bring us through that. Um, yeah, so I started playing soccer when I was six years old. Uh, you know, my parents were just like your traditional American parents, signing up for like soccer, basketball, baseball, you know, just trying to get you into sports. Um, and I guess coming out of it all, like I, I definitely enjoyed playing multiple sports, um, but I def- I enjoyed soccer the most. Um, and, and that's kind of what... Uh, what I found kind of how I fell into it really um, between balancing them all. Um, and then probably signed for my first, like, I guess, non-recreational club when I was eight or nine years old um, playing in like a, a challenge league, uh, whatever it was called back then. And, mm-hmm. you know, you had like the ranks, like challenge, classic, uh, premier league, like <laughs> all that, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and uh Eventually, you know, I just I just kept getting better and kept wanting to improve and and really just like genuinely loved loved the game. Um, and I think it was around maybe ten years old when you know I was just a kid. And was like, I want to play. I want to play professional soccer. Like that's what I want to do with my life. Uh, and that's that's my goal. Um, you know how you know how it is. Like I guess childhood kinda, dream. Yeah, people kind of. <laughs> they write it off like, Oh, okay. Like that's a good dream. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but as you, as you like, you grow up, um, 
you know, people begin to like, well, what, like, what do you really want to do? You know, and mm-hmm. I, I've always just been like, I want to play pro soccer. Like that's like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's kind of been my mindset through it all. Um, and I mean, I was, I was a good player, but I didn't start getting really good until I was like 15 or 16. Um, so I guess kind of in that aspect, of, uh, aspect of it, like kind of a late bloomer. Um, but it all worked out. Uh, I, uh, joined an academy in fusion or in Greensboro called the fusion Academy, um, around 15 or 16. Um, and I had some, I mean, I had some outstanding coaches just ever since, like, ever since I was in, you know, U10, like I've had different, different types of coaches had different types of styles. Some, some knew more, some knew less. Um, but you know, there was definitely something I could take away from all of them and that have um, definitely helped me excel on my, my soccer journey. Um, and I was then fortunate enough to, to get recruited to go play soccer at UNC Charlotte, um, in North Carolina, um, and <clears throat> had another set of awesome coaches, um, that, are, that really helped me, um, get to, get to where I am today, um, in Chicago. Um, but I had a great four years there and, um, just with, with my teammates and also on the soccer field. Um, so well, that's kind of, that's kind of how I am where yeah. I am today. <laughs> Nice, nice. So, um, what was it like for you getting drafted uh, for the Chicago Fire? Like, what what was that? What was that feeling like? Yeah, so that was, it was like an interesting process, really. Um, I got invited to the MLS Combine, and they have they have like a bunch of mock drafts, and a lot of them had me going in the second round or like at, end of the first round. And I remember watching, I, I flew back home to watch the draft with my, uh, my parents and my girlfriend at the time, but fiance now. Um, and he, the, he just saw the picks going by and I didn't get picked up in the first two rounds and in the, how the draft was, you know, you have the first two rounds on like a Thursday or Friday, and then you have rounds three and four on like Sunday or Monday. And so it was like, I mean, it was a, huge bummer not getting picked up in the first two rounds um but I knew there was like there was a bigger plan to it you know and and like you know you got to kind of bring your faith into it and it's just like like there's a reason I didn't get picked up then um Mm -hmm. so I was like the next two rounds you know I drove we me and my fiance drove back to Charlotte and um just kind of kind of just I guess talked over it and I went and started training just kept working out and just planned as if I was, I was going to get drafted. And, uh, on whenever the next two rounds were Sunday or Monday, I was, I wasn't even like, I decided not even to watch it. And I was driving to the field to, to train. And, um, I just start, my phone started blowing up. It was like, congrats, congrats. And I was, I had no idea what was going on. So I checked the, I checked the draft tracker and, um, it like, it announced that like, um, Chicago fire took me with the 47th pick overall in the third uh, in the third round um so that was just like I mean kind of relieving but extremely exciting and and uh just kind of give me that extra push to like you know keep working like now I have like another opportunity uh to to prove myself at the next level um so there was just I mean it was it was an amazing it was an amazing feeling like yeah I can't really can't really describe it <laughs> yeah 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 no I could definitely uh feel that you know so 
Yeah, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, bigger purpose in God as well. So um, how has your your faith, uh, you know, been through this whole time as well? So, uh, you know, being drafted as well, you know, you mentioned it there, but like, how, how was it for you growing up? And then, you know, it, through college, and then even till now, you know, kind of walk us through that as well. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I grew up in a household where, um, kind of faith and Christianity just it wasn't really forced upon me like my my parents they let my brother and I just kind of have our own decision and um let our own experiences which I definitely really appreciated um because I didn't really I guess become a believer until maybe my sophomore year of high school or junior year of high school um until I went to I I went to a Christian I started going to a Christian school um, in high school because they had a good soccer program. You know, it wasn't necessarily for the religion, but it was like, okay, like they have a good soccer program. Like we think you'll get better here. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I was fortunate to have that opportunity. So, um, I was thankful for that. <clears throat> um, and I just remember like being in that school, like obviously it's a Christian school. So, you know, they're really going to force it, force it, upon, force it on you, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, like take it easy for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't. Even, I barely even know how to like find a verse in the Bible. I remember yeah. my, my first day in Bible class, like my freshman year of high school. It, um, the teacher said, "Open up to John one one and two. and I opened it up to John one twelve. I was like, "I like I don't know how to find this." And yeah. luckily, there was like a girl sitting next to me, and she was like, "Do you need help?" I was like, "Yeah, please." So I mean, literally, did not know how to like find a Bible verse. <laughs> Something so simple. Um, and so, you know, as like time went on there, like I was able to, you know, find my own experience with, with Christianity and finding Jesus and whatnot. Um, and I've kind of just, ever since then, like my faith has just grown as obviously as you go through more like trials and tribulations, um, throughout your life, like you're, you're going to tend to lean, lean more on, um, I guess like a bigger, a bigger person or a bigger factor, like like a bit like in your religion, like, like Jesus, like you're going to want to try and like rely and say, Hey, look, like I need help. Like I can't do this alone, you know? And, and I think realizing that, you know, it was, it was a big step because I'm like, I'm a person that I love to just kind of control everything. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's still like really tough for me to like let go of like control of things and Mm kind of just put it into you know Jesus's hands but uh you know it, it's it's getting better and um you know it's like every day you know you you get better you you trust in him more and you it really comes down to controlling what you can control and using the ability that he gave you um and then letting him like kind of take care of everything else which which I is it's kind of like my biggest thing um it's just it's just nice like not having to do it by himself and no one's no one like somebody's there, you know, some like mm-hmm. a bigger, a bigger power is there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Like you mentioned something there, uh, control, you know, especially as like athletes, you know, like, you know, as a professional soccer player and everything like that, like, um, like, and for me too. So like, I'm, I'm, I play goalkeeper as well. So like, we kind of want to control things, but a lot of things even like on the pitch is, is out of our control. But then let alone, you know, with God, there's a lot of things that are out of our control. So it's like, you know, 
sometimes it's it's not it's not easy you know it's, it's pretty hard as in like you know for us athletes you know we're very competitive too and we want to control things and, and choose our way and things like that but you know sometimes it's like okay we gotta sometimes it's it's beyond us too you know and uh you know it's, it's kind of like you know it, it's an art really like just allowing you know god to to take care of what what he can do you know so yeah yeah absolutely you know that was that was a great point there um so also so for for you growing up as well or you know for you uh you know in college or in the pros was there ever a time where you know you kind of felt conflicted about your faith while you were playing soccer and um you know if so you know you, know, you could share any story um, you have about that <clears throat> I don't know if I was necessarily conflicted, but I was, I'm a guy that I like to ask questions, you know, yeah. I like to, I, I like to, um, I like to be like, well, like, why is this? Or why, like, why, why do I have to do this? You know, or why do I have to believe this? Um, so I'm always like, I, like, I'm always, I was always asking questions like, and I feel like if you really are like interested in something and want to believe in something, you need to ask questions there's definitely mm -hmm. some times where I have doubted uh, Christianity, you know, it's not like an easy, smooth path that <laughs> you just like, Oh, okay. Like I believe so. Everything's great. You definitely, especially like in, in some dark times, you're, you're always, you're like, why am I going through this? But I have like, I've learned that everything that I have went through in, in my past um, has led me to something better and bigger. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's after the fact you realize it. you're like, Oh, okay. Now I understand. But in the moment we don't understand. Um, and that's, that, that's kind of the biggest thing for me and, and why I tended to get so conflicted before because I didn't, I wasn't really thinking from the end back. I was just kind of thinking in the, in like the right now and being like, why, why is this happening? Um, but then, uh, then after I was like, okay, like now I get it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. So, um that's probably like the biggest like general i've no i don't really have any like specific circumstances um but in general it's just it's just like uh, coming it just comes down to trust and ultimately um just kind of doing everything that you can do i mean you mm -hmm. can't just sit there and be like god like i want to score 100 goals this season and like <laughs> and do nothing or yeah. like i want to make 100 saves this season and do nothing like you mm -hmm. have to go out you have to grind you have to put the work in and then you know you'll get you'll get your returns like god god will take care of you obviously um but you have like you have to do something you can't just yeah be like okay like you know let me score and he's just like oh yeah no problem without putting the work in or practicing he gave you the ability he wants you to use the ability mm -hmm. and then he rewards you for using the ability as what i've come to find um so that's why, I mean, I, I value attitude, I value hard work, um, and I value just wanting, always wanting to improve and get better um, because I, I was given this ability and I want, I, def, I want to make the most of it. Um, and as long as, I can, as long as I can play, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and it talks about in the Bible as well, like, you know, the gifts that God gives us, you know, and like, how we should utilize them for basically, you know, his glory. And by doing like, by you being the best soccer player you can be is actually, you know, is glorifying God too, because yeah. 
you're living it out through him. You're living it for him, you know, for, for a greater purpose and, you know, utilizing the gifts. Right. Right. Given. So, yeah, I think like, I think that was that for me, at least growing up, that was kind of a little bit of a misconception, you know, like, well, if I'm too focused on soccer, you know, I'm not folk, like I'm, you know, going away from God, you know, but like, like I just said, like it's, it's utilizing the gifts and, um, and, 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 and doing it like in a, in a purposeful way for God too, you know, and you yeah, know, I mean, living in alignment with that, you know, God made soccer too. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. you're doing something that he disapproves of. He, like yeah. he made soccer and he gave you the ability. So in, in a sense, like giving or wanting to get better at soccer, you're on, you're still honoring and glorifying him. It's not like you're stepping away from him. You're just, you're, like I said, I think you're just, it's more, you're honoring and glorifying him the more work you put in for that because mm-hmm. you're, he wants to bless you for the abilities that he gave you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So what, uh, what advice would you give to like a footballer who's like, who's growing up right now and they have aspirations to play pro as well as, you know, grow in their faith. And, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, they're questioning a little bit of both or, um, you know, they, they just want to, they aspire to, you know, get to the top and, 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 on soccer as well as, you know, just, uh, you know, be very uh, strong in their faith and in their relationship with God. Yeah. I would say the, the single, like most important attribute anyone can have, especially when it comes to, to God and, and soccer, um, is belief. You know, I think belief is, is such a strong and, and compelling word that is often overlooked. Um, cause to believe in something you, you have absolute certainty in that, in that thing you're believing in. So if I believe in God, I am absolute certain that he exists. And if I believe in myself to exceed or become a pro, then I am absolutely certain that that's going to happen. Um, so I would say just, just have belief, you know, have, have faith um, that things are going to work out. Um, and I feel like once you do that, you know, you can kind of, you kind of find out, you know, how, how important that really is. Mm-hmm. Is there any, um, you know, any steps along the way that, you know, you would recommend for, you know, cultivating that belief system and everything like that? Um, steps along the way, I would say you have to, you have to take positive action towards what you want to achieve. Um, you can't just say, I believe like I was saying yeah. And not do anything like you have to, you have to believe in the process of, you know, kind of getting out there and just grinding, like working on your touch, um, getting, getting quicker, getting faster, uh, getting more technical. Um, and you, like, you have to, you have to implement that. You can't, you can't just sit on your butt and eat cheetahs all day. Like it's not, it's just not going to help. Um, so I would say just taking action and being proactive and your development, um, and also knowing, knowing what you want. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't necessarily have to know like, Oh, I want to go to this college or I want to play for this club, but knowing you, you, you have to have a sense, you know, like of where you want to go. So, so God can kind of just lead you in that direction. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And what, 
what what do you think is like the the Lord teaching you these days? Uh, you know, during during this time, uh, you know, as as a footballer over at Chicago Fire, and you know, um, uh, yeah, what 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 is He teaching you these days? What are you uh, learning from the Lord? <laughs> that that your belief uh, system only has to get stronger. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Obviously, it's uh, it's been like it's been an up and down road, uh, no doubt. Um, obviously, you know, all of the good things are highlighted, but you never see the the down days or the negative days and mm-hmm. or days you might struggle like mentally um, with things or if you don't play as well one day and you play really good another day. Like there's a lot of ups and downs um, mm-hmm. through it all. But it, going back to what I said earlier, like just thinking from the end back and, and just having that absolute certainty, like that you're going to go out, you're going to give the best version of yourself, you're going to have a great attitude you're going to work as hard as you can um and you're going to get better and you're going to make it like mm-hmm. this i feel yeah. like that is just like the most important thing and and sometimes like even like sometimes now i even like catch myself like doubting the things that i've done for 20 years you know so it's just like <clears throat> staying staying strong in your belief system and and always pushing to get better and always pushing for more mm-hmm Definitely. Definitely. So like for you, I know you mentioned there, you know, like, you know, the highs and the lows that God is with you. So what, what in your, in your career so far, so it could be in your pro career or like just in your whole soccer journey, what has been like your, your highest moment? And then maybe also, you know, what has been your, one of your lowest? Um, I would say my highest moment was signing my first contract with Chicago. Um, that was like, that was like, wow, like, you know, I'm like, I did it. Like I'm here. Like I, I knew there was definitely a lot of more work to do, but just earning that uh, first contract was like, okay, like just another stepping stone. Like I can do this, you know, like let's push, let's keep going for more. Um, that was definitely my highest moment. And it's funny because uh, my lowest, probably my lowest moment um was when I didn't get uh, didn't get drafted when I was expecting to get drafted, <laughs> which was like uh, maybe like a month and a half before my highest moment. So it's funny like how these things happen, um, how like you might get rejected from one thing, but then you know another thing is even better because I could have gotten drafted, you know, maybe by another club that might like at the time would not have been as good as a fit for me, and maybe I don't earn that first contract. Um, if I got drafted in a higher position. So, you know, just God was like, I, like don't worry. Like, I got something better for you. Um, so, obviously, I was sad. I mean, it was tough that, that night. Um, but, uh, like I said, he, he had something better in place. Yeah. So, like he always does. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? That's, that's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time, you know, to, you know, share a little bit about your story and everything like that. Um, if there's anything else, you know, uh, you'd like to share or if there's any way, you know, listeners can support you. How's, you know, what's the best way they can support you? Anything that you're doing now um, and or, you know, you know, you could drop what, you know, your social media, you know, um, your handles or anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, if if anybody wants advice like I'm I mean I'm always looking like I always love to give advice and and help out any players that I can um, especially youth players coming up and aren't sure about some things and if they want my 
my opinion on my experience and how maybe I could share that. Like, I'd love to do that. They could reach out to me on, on Instagram, um, at Bronner bro 13. Um, so that, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. Like just anybody listen, you know, just always keep the faith, you know, always believe, um, keep pushing on, um, because, you know, you might, uh, you might be on the brink of finding those diamonds. I don't know if you've seen that picture, but it's yeah. like one guy gives up like right at the end of like, yeah. that's uh, right here. That's thing of diamonds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, um, I was actually listening to something the other day and it was, I forgot like exactly, but he, somebody like broke through or the first time somebody broke through like this, <laughs> the sound speed of sound or something. He said his plane shook the most right until he got through it. And then it was like smooth flying. Um, so it's just like, just keep pushing on even like in the most difficult moments, you know, the, the rain doesn't last forever. And on the other, on the other side of the rain is a rainbow and, and your pot of gold. So, um, keep the faith, keep pushing, keep grinding and, and don't, uh, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Um, because whatever you want to do is, is up to you. Definitely. You got me all fired up now. Hey, there you go. Man. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Brent. Um, and yeah, definitely. All the best this season and all the best with everything. All right. All right, John. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. No problem. Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of A Footballer's Faith. If you took away any value from this episode please share it with a friend um, you know that's you know it's by your guys's support that this podcast continues to grow and if you could also leave a review and a rating over on itunes that would you know also help this podcast move up in the rankings so that other people can see it and and, and find this, you know, podcast and, and listen to it and apply it and and grow because that's, that's what we're about here. Um, so, yeah, and if uh, you are a footballer who's looking to really, like, grow and, and just dominate and get to the next level in your footballing, but also grow in your faith in Christ, like, definitely continue to listen to you know our podcasts but also i would encourage you to go to my website afootballersfaith.com and subscribe to the email list so that way you can get notified as well whenever more content is coming out more free content more podcasts for you right and also uh if you also go to my uh, my website, footballersfaith.com, but also hit the, the backslash dominate, okay? Footballersfaith.com slash dominate. Fill out the application form there because I'm going to be working with Christian footballers who want to get to the next level while also growing in their faith and, and bringing that on and off the soccer pitch so that they can thrive and utilize you know your gifts uh that christ has given us you know so yeah go ahead you know just check out that application form just just you know fill it out it's a free program you know i 
I like to give back as well as, you know, I really like to work with, you know, young footballers, uh, you know, whether you're in your teens or even if you're in your 20s, trying to get to the next level, get to the professional level, um, you know, I'm here to help. So, uh, you know, I've, I've played overseas in Sweden the past two years right now. I'm still, um, you know, playing right now. I'm, I'm out of contract right now this season, this, uh, the, the COVID situation, but you know, I'm, uh, I personally right now, like I'm, I'm also <laughs> in the grind as well. So yeah, just, uh, you know, shoot, shoot me a message there, fill out the application and look forward to hearing from you guys. Alrighty. Take care. So, all right. What's up everybody. Uh, this is your host, John Hollinger here with the footballers faith. And today my guest, I have Luke Persoloni on. How you doing, Luke? Doing good, John. Thanks for having me, man. Blessed day. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm, you know, just wanted to say thank you, you know, for taking the time and, you know, coming on the podcast and everything. So, yeah, I think it'd be great. And, um, yeah, just wanted to, uh, you know, hear about, you know, your story within football as well as in and faith in Christ as well, because that's what we, you know, talk about here at A Footballer's Faith, and, you know, pretty much, you know, how both of those, we can, you know, excel at both of those, but definitely, you know, a lot in our, um, first of all, in our faith, too, so, um, yeah, why don't you start off by, like, you know, introducing yourself, and, uh, you know, touching base on, like, when did you start playing soccer, and, uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Man, it's an open question, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasure to be here and I love how you said there's no contradiction between faith and football you know you can be a great athlete and you can be a great Christian at the same time and it's totally fine you know God wants us to use our gifts for his glory and to be able to compete and work hard and challenge each other and to fight the good fight and persevere and run the race to win and to be intense and be aggressive and that is in line with our Christian worldview and morals and values. So absolutely. Um, so a little bit about me. I, uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, but um, let's just go right to right now. I am blessed to be a father of five beautiful kiddos. Actually built a soccer field in my backyard recently for them this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, 10 years old is my oldest. He's a boy. And then six or seven months now is my youngest. And then three girls sandwiched in between there. Um, and five kiddos, uh, my pride and joy. I'm so happily married with my beautiful wife, Andrea, who was a, a missionary, an on-campus Christian missionary for two years. That's how I met her through the same ministry that helped me in my faith journey. Um, we we were in different parts of the country, but we met through that ministry uh, indirectly and through mutual friends. And um, that really helped me in my faith journey. Um, but I was raised Christian, uh, 10 brothers and sisters, so relatively large family. Yeah, relatively, <laughs> um, huh? <laughs> least, right? uh, second oldest there, so always having to be kind of a leader, an older sibling, and always plenty of kids to play with. Actually, the first six of us were boys. And so we would play soccer in our backyard a lot. And those were some of my most competitive games. And that really helped inspire or ignite the, the flame, the passion of soccer for me and 
helped me get better and helped me to excel from there. And I got drafted, uh, recruited into at uh, Seton Hall University, where I had a four-year college career. Went very well. Played PDL in the summers, which I think is USL like League Three now. Um, and yeah, we won two national championships, which was pretty cool. So that was a great environment with great players and a lot of MLS guys and big names that you might recognize. But then I got drafted into the MLS, praise be to God. I certainly uh, can't take any credit for that other than being faithful and, and putting in the efforts and using the gifts God has given me. And went two years in the MLS, made an MLS finals, and then uh, finished up with a 13-year career in the United Soccer League um, and finishing strong there, um, just ending my last career with injuries and, and a calling from God to be devoted to, to ministry full-time, which is what I'm doing now. And um, I mean, just a blessed 13-year USL career and 15-year pro soccer career. Praise be to God. Wow, that's, uh, that's nice. Uh, um, what, so what was it like uh, you mentioned, you know, PDL and like playing like with, with other guys who also ended up, you know, in the league and things like that. So like when when was there a time like or what when was the time for you that you decided you wanted to play pro? I think about the time when I was four years old. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up yeah. in Massachusetts. So, yeah. you know, we had a lot of pros. Pro sports was big, you know, yeah. <clears throat> Red Sox, Patriots, yeah. Celtics, Bruins. Um, and at that time, the that MLS was starting, you know, when I was like 10, 12 years old, you know. So mm -hmm. ever since I was super young, I was like, okay, well, I'm too short for basketball. I'm not athletic, uh, not strong enough for football ball and baseball's boring so uh let's go with soccer <laughs> so ever since i was young and, and playing with my siblings and coached by my dad i i wanted to be a pro man i wanted to be the best mm -hmm. I, I was good especially compared to my neighborhood teams but then um just following the, the pro sports and then when the league came out you know we would go to new england revolution games and uh follow that a little bit and i was like wow there's a league i can play on and then I, that was the team I got drafted by into the MLS. So it was really amazing when I saw my jersey in the locker room with the New England Revolution. It was pretty nostalgic and uh, powerful and just humbling to be like, wow, you know, this was what I prayed about for a long time. This was what I've always wanted. And, and here we are. Praise be to God. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how was it? you know, your transition into college, uh, for college soccer, as well as in like your faith, because, you know, it's the first time, you know, you're living away from home and, uh, you're going into new environments and things like that, you know, and, and most times when players do go away, uh, you know, they might be in environments where a lot of people aren't, um, in Christ as well. So like, how, how did you uh, manage all of that? Yeah, great question. And honestly, I didn't do great with it, um, going to college without um, having those deep roots, that strong foundation that in hindsight, I wish I had, you know, I, I mentioned <clears throat> how I was raised in the faith, praise be to God, you know, great Christian parents and uh, my siblings, we all went to church every Sunday, we'd pray before every meal, we'd say our prayers at night, you know, so we had the traditions and I had embraced a lot of my parents' um, practice of the faith, but I didn't have the deeper 
roots of the faith where as I didn't put it on the jersey for myself and I didn't have the full identity in Christ of my own, that deeper personal relationship, it was more like how St. Paul talks about, you know, when I was a child, I ate as a child, I thought of it as a child, I acted as a child, but when I became an adult, you know, I acted, I behaved, I thought as an adult and I was drinking more of the milk and less of the meat, eating less of the meat. And um, so my, my faith was rocked in a way, more in the fact that I was living a contradiction and not um, at peace. You know, when you go off to college, you feel like you have all this freedom, but in actuality, you know, freedom is the strength of character to choose what is right, true, noble, and good. And I had thought like the world thinks that freedom is the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, and actually, actually without responsibility and without um, virtue, it's really hard to be free because then you end up being a slave to the perception or to um, peer pressure or to addiction or to different drugs or different vices and different sins. And that's where I found myself my first couple years in college, definitely my first two years where I would go to church every Sunday still. Um, but I didn't have peace there because I was out partying Saturday night and I knew I wanted to follow and pursue God, but I wasn't doing that um, until later in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty similar with me as in like in college, because it's like, for me, it was like my first time away from home as well. And I'm like, definitely like the party scene, you know, like, and especially with like, you know, my teammates too, because like, I want to, you know, have good relationships with my teammates and like Mm -hmm. majority of them are out partying and, you know, peer pressure, things like that. And, you know, um, so like, what, I guess, like, what advice would you give to someone like, like if you could do it over again, you know, or like, you know, for someone who might be going into, you know, play college soccer or going into a new environment like that? What helped me the most and the advice I would give is surround yourself by strong other strong Christians because we're so impacted by our environment, whether we admit it or not. It, I mean, look at the culture today and, and how crazy it's making some people think, you know, and mm-hmm. it's because of peer pressures, because of group think, it's because of conditioning. When you have these loud voices in your face over and over again, you actually believe, you begin to believe that they might be true, which if we can step out of that and look in and be like, well, that that doesn't make any sense. So how could that be true, right? Well, in, in a general sense, but in a specific way, choose to surround yourself with other strong Christian witnesses because that that's powerful. So for me, um, my junior year, I was, I was pursuing God more fully. And then at the start of my, senior year praise be to god he provided a great campus ministry and i befriended one of the missionaries and and our friendship and his mentorship really helped me to not only desire to live the faith which i was Mm -hmm. but to actually live it and practice it because i was able to see someone else who i looked up to live the faith and say no to the world Um, because even in a soccer environment you know uh, we want to fit in we want to get along with our peers and um but have your identity first and foremost in christ and seek to please him i know that it says um fear the lord because those who fear god end up fearing nothing else but those who don't fear god end up being afraid of everything else you know we look at these times and, and also you know we what that means to me is that who cares what 
the comments on my Facebook page are or my social media or the number of likes or the followers or even the accolades or recognition or opinions of um, my teammates or friends or, and whatnot, who cares in comparison to what God thinks, you know, fearing God, having his understanding of you first and foremost, that's so important, having your identity rooted in him. And I wish I could have done that better. Um, and until I had that friendship with someone that I looked up to, um, it was very hard for me to live out the desires of my heart and to practice that faith. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and like, you know, kind of similar for me too, as in like, like the first time I saw like pro soccer players uh, talking more about their faith was when I was, uh, it was actually like right at right after my se my senior year but before my grad season and like i thought that was so cool like i i didn't know that like soccer players were strong in their faith like i thought it was you know still like cuz i was playing college soccer in the northeast in in buffalo at mm -hmm. first and it wasn't like you know talked about as much mm -hmm. and when i saw you know some pro soccer players talking about it I was, you know, very encouraged, you know, because, you know, you know, when it's someone that you look up to as well, and then on top of it, you know, uh, a belief that, you know, for me that I had inside me, but I also, you know, had these pretty similar, like the conflictions as well. But like, um, so, so yeah, so like, moving along, like, after, after you got drafted, um, or not after, what, what was it like getting drafted? Like that whole moment when you got drafted, you know, by your, your, your childhood uh, club, you know, your dream, uh, the New England Revolution. What was that whole process like? Man, it was just a high, like the whole MLS, um, what is it called? Pool, something pool where they, the, the combine, the combine. Yeah, mm -hmm. getting you know, finishing my college season, having another great season, and then getting invited, all these accolades, and uh, going to the Combine, and performing well, and having some teams reaching out to my agent, and I just knew I was going to be drafted. I mean, back when I was, so I was drafted in um, 2004. Wow, it's <laughs> a long time ago. There was 10 teams in the league, 11 teams in the league, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, there was... 50 draft picks, <laughs> you know, so to get drafted back then, I thought, I mean, it, compared to now, it, I mean, it's, everything's different, mm -hmm. but there's, there's a lot more draft picks nowadays, but. And out of Seton know. Hall, you don't, there's not many players coming out of Seton Hall. Oh, certainly not now. When I was there, we were decent. If you know, mm -hmm. Sasha question, um, uh -huh. yeah. Hernandez, and we, we made some NCAA, um, tournament runs and some Big East tournament runs back in the day were decent. Lately, they've been terrible. Uh -huh. yeah. um, so, no, it was it was just a big high, you know, going having a great season, going to the combine, you know, seeing my dreams materialize, and then, like I said, walking into I mean, going through a heck of a preseason, um, and then walking into a locker room and seeing my my name and my jersey, and, and you know, I knew I had signed a contract, but when you mm -hmm. see it, it's just like wow it's humbling and then mm -hmm. you get over it a couple of weeks later and then you like sitting on the bench sucks darn it what the heck's going on here <laughs> so you know highs and lows of that first year for sure wow so 
also like your faith in Christ, like what did that look like, you know, entering, you know, you're now entering a new environment again, you know, the professional game as well. So like there's a veterans around, you know, people of all like different like backgrounds, right? Like, so what was that like? Yeah, it's challenging because, you know, the faith is never going to be the majority in that environment. It's not going to be predominant, um, but there, there are always some lights and some salt in there for sure. But uh, that's okay. You know, throughout Christianity, the faith, you know, we're not of this world. We're in it and, and it's never really been the majority. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily supposed to be. We're supposed to swim upstream against the current and, and, um, and witness there. So, yeah, it was certainly challenging in that regard. But my faith was stronger at that point. Praise be to God. And, and I was very convicted and practicing my faith. I remember one, one trip uh, early in the season with the team. Um, is for rookie hazing. They said, you know, you got to go into that store at the airport, the magazine store, and, and get a pornographic magazine um, just because it's embarrassing or whatever it is to try to haze me. And, and I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, it's not for you. We know you're a Christian. We know. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I just like, I stood up my ground amidst these, you know, U.S. national team senior pros. And I think they ultimately respected me for it. But um, I, I set that standard pretty early on that, like, listen, my faith comes first. So it was challenging at times, but it also demanded respect, too, because um, I knew what I believed and I knew my identity in Christ came first at that point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I like that as well. Like, you know, to not compromise, you know, you're like, there's things that I like, like, as a soccer player, like, like maybe in college, like before I, I got to that point where I was standing more for my faith, you know, like I might've compromised a little bit here and there as well, you know, but like the thing is, is like when you're really, you know, stand firm in your beliefs, it shows that, you know, you become stronger. I think, you know, like you said, like they, they, they saw that they probably, they respected that and things like that. So, so yeah. So what would you say has been your best moment in your soccer career? Um, so I've had a few. I remember, geez, um, 2009, I think, or 2010. What year did we win the USL? <laughs> um, in 2005, we made the MLS finals, which was fun, but we lost. So it wasn't a high per se. But in 2010, let's say that with the Richmond kickers, uh, we made, we won the, and it might've been 2009. Yeah, it's 2009. We won the USL championship at Richmond. So home game, I was married and my wife was pregnant. We were just um, celebrating that victory with her big old pregnant belly. And we had the, the um, you know, the, the medals around our neck and just, uh, we have a cute picture. So when I look at that, we just reminisce about, you know, that was such a highlight. I know, um, so the switchbacks, I mean, I mean, the kickers, we had, a season where we we set records for the it still exists for number of it was 22 undefeated games in a row unbeaten unbeaten streak so longest in history we won the league regular season that year that was extremely um big high one of my best seasons and i mean orlando city was on the verge of going mls they had mls players under contract and we won the league that year so that was really remarkable and then when I came to the switchbacks 2015, um, I set all sorts of records and was up for MVP. And that was my best season as a pro. 
So that was amazing. But I, I want to say um, one of my highs was my last season in 2018. My family came in town from the East Coast to watch me play. And we won um, three to one or three to nothing. And I scored two goals and was man of the match and MVP and, and everything of that game at a home game. And, and that was like such a big blessing from God. Because, and I was like midway through the season, I was leading my team in goals and I was having a phenomenal season. This was 2018 and I was still feeling called to ministry. And I'm like, well, you know, if I keep crushing it on the pitch, <laughs> you know, I'm not going anywhere, God. And, but then, you know, that game I did so well. And then it went all downhill from there. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so, you know, I got injuries. I got a red card in one of the games after, you know, and it had a falling out with the coach and, um, I was like, okay, well, and then so leading later in that year, 2018, my last game, um, I had started the two previous games. I didn't start this game. My wife and kids came out because we had known it was going to be my last game as a pro. It was in Seattle. It was a Friday, and I played like the last five minutes, you know, coach put me in, but it, it was really powerful because my our captain, Josh Suggs, at the time, you know, when I got put in finally, um, he came over and put the captain's armband on me and um, we tied the game, but you know, the whistle blew and I just knew that was it. And my family was there and it was powerful and just, you know, I had the, the finished with the captain's band and, and tons of respect from the guys on my team. And just knowing that, you know, I've, I've fought the good fight. So a lot of highs throughout my career. I know I, I talked a lot on that answer there, but um, certainly and it's not like I scored a goal in the World Cup or anything. It'd be like that right there was my best. Yeah. But there are certainly a number of, of highs there throughout my career. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I think that's good to like, um, to really appreciate like a lot of good moments in your career. Because then, like, you know, you appreciate it more as well. So, yeah, definitely. Um, Amen. Also, like, so yeah, in uh, New England as well. Like, I know you, you played with Wells over there, Wells Thompson and like, was there any, you know, did that help also like, you know, having someone else like, you know, strong in their faith as well in the locker room? Helps a lot. Yeah. And we overlapped. We mm. didn't play a full season together, but we overlapped with New England and with um, Colorado Rapids and like preseason together there. And then also um, we played against each other a lot in the USL was when he was with Charlotte and I was with uh, Richmond. Yeah. Mm. So yeah he's an outspoken Christian and that just encourages mm. us because I'm, I'm a, I'm a passionate Christian who isn't always super outspoken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it encouraged me to be more outspoken. So it helps a lot. I mean, iron sharpens iron. And so mm -hmm. you never know who you can impact. Like mm -hmm. you might have a, a teammate. It might be a younger or older teammate and they see you, you know, say a prayer before the game or they see you, you know, post something on your social media. You never know what type of encouragement you're, you're doing with that. So my, my encouragement is to be bold and to not be ashamed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So what was those games like when you were playing against Wells, like on the pitch? Like, Dude, um, have you ever seen play? <laughs> He's like the most intense guy you yeah. play against. And so, it's like every, everyone, everyone that I've ever played against him asked the same question. How is this guy a Christian? <laughs> he's so, like getting in fights with people and cursing them out. <laughs> yeah. But no, he is intense. And 
Mm. No, it's it's good because, like I said at the beginning, there's no contradiction there. Uh huh. Definitely. All right. So he he wasn't helping you up off the ground. <laughs> no, he's like spitting at me when I'm on the ground. <laughs> but then after the game, lots of hugs and lots of prayers together. Yeah. You know, he's a yeah. great great dude. But um, yeah, ask him about that. It's funny stuff. It's all good. That's cool. That's cool. Super um, yeah. So like so what would what would you say has been like the lowest part of your career or like the toughest moment as well um my last season with the injuries and then when i got healthy the coach still put me on the bench as like a a 34 year old veteran experience like knowing that i i had it but you know coach coaching subjective and in some players favor older players so that was really tough it's just super humbling it's like I just felt mm-hmm. like I was wasting time. I felt like, you know, it's a humility is great to grow in. So I, I was like, you know, this sucks, but it's a good opportunity to grow in humility. But then it's like, but I get, you know, a wife and family that I could be spending time with and what the heck's going on here. So that was discouraging. So that just like that second half of my last season there just kind of ripped the passion out of, out of it a little bit for me. So that, which I think it was providential because it allowed me to step away. So many pros, it's so hard to step away. You know, I know Wells had that, that serious injury that he had to. Um, but for me, at the end of my season, I had recovered from my, my hamstring pull and um, I could have pursued the sport. You know, I could have played for a different team. I, I had opportunities and options, but, you know, it was the right time. And God made that clear to me and my family. But that was also discouraging (laughs) you know just sitting on the bench and um i think injuries i think losing i think sitting on the bench those are three hardest things as an athlete and uh i've certainly had my fair share of those and but it helps give you perspective for the other challenges in your life you know so i i'm grateful for those as well but that was probably my lowest low i've had some others um my 2016 season just coming off such a high in 2015 with like 15 goals and 10 assists and then just having a hard time to get back into that and struggling with confidence and and i eventually did overcome that but there were times where i was just you know confidence was just so low you know mm-hmm. yeah so like do you think like like um when you're on a team as well like like now now that you said that as well like it's good to like also like when you see other players in that similar situation, like, like to what extent would you like kind of like help them out, you know, like, cause like, we don't really know, you know, fully like what they're going through, but like at the same time, like we know like they're going through tough situations as well, like how to be like a good teammate or a good captain or, you know, uh, a good brother in Christ, you know, or yeah, just, just a good teammate for, for people going through experiences like that too. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I would suggest would to um, encourage them to find their identity in Christ and and have that first and foremost in the core of who they are. Whereas it's so easy to find our identity in us as an athlete or in the sport Mm -hmm. or in, you know, what what type of accolades or team Mm -hmm. or recognition or friendships we have. But if find have your identity rooted in Christ because whether you do extremely well or whether you do poorly 
you know, that doesn't change and that doesn't shift. And that helps so much with that confidence and with that peace. And, you know, when you have peace and you have confidence and you don't have a conflict of the soul or a contradiction within your heart, then you're going to play better too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't need to worry about the results or worry about um, what type of perception or recognition you get because it's, it's not up to you. It's up to God. So that identity in Christ would be my number one. Um, advice and I certainly struggle with that at times in my career it's it's a really easy thing to struggle with as an athlete and then if your teammate is struggling with confidence or, or, or challenges like that just to be there for them and to love them and to pray for them and to even pray together I know our team with the switchbacks we would have we had a chaplain we would pray before games together we had a bible study once a week so um, if you are a practicing Christian on a pro team, reach out to a local chaplain, um, see if you guys can do something like that. Cause that was really impactful for our team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So like right now as well. So now that you're, you're done playing soccer. Um, how is it like, you know, as a husband, as a father, everything that's going on as well. And then also with your, uh, with your ministry that you're, you're doing? How, how is it? Uh, yeah, so, so, you know, what, what are you doing with your ministry? And uh, yeah. Okay, so what am I up to now? So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, once I retired, I had to take like a clean break from soccer just because, you know, it's such a part of me. It's like if I'd relate it to a serious relationship, you know, with mm-hmm. if say you're like engaged and you're dating this girl for 15 years, let's say, <laughs> and then you have to break it off. You know, you don't want to be texting or, or making calls sometimes and, and whatnot, hanging out. So I, I took a clean break from soccer, you know, cause it's such a big part of me. So that was helpful um, to have that peace and not, and, and even when I think about it, sometimes, sometimes I still miss it, you know, I'm not going to lie. Um, so whenever I watch it in, in, inside my head, like, I've given so much of my commitment and, and determination and motivation towards it. I'm like, Oh, I could totally still do it. I'd still be the, you know, I still got it for sure. You know, but obviously that's just in my head and who knows. I mean, if you were to ask me, I would be like, yeah, I could totally step on the pitch right now. <laughs> but uh, in reality, you can't play forever, you know? Um, so life's been great since ending. I've been clean break from soccer. I coach my kids. I two of my kids who are older, um, that are able to play it, coaching them, uh, practice, play with them in the backyard. They, we do soccer, two of my girls do gymnastics. Um, and I do this ministry called Save the Storks, which is just an amazing ministry. I was volunteering with them um, during my pro career. And then God was calling me to do ministry and pursue that full time. And that's my, I had, like I said, I had that last game on a Friday. I started full time with Save the Storks, this ministry. Um, on a Monday. So I went right from soccer into this next chapter and it's about been almost two years. It'll be two years in October. Um, we are a pro-life ministry. We're empowering moms to choose life for the them and their children. And I say them because, um, you know, choose life in Christ, you know, and it, it, it makes a huge difference. And then um, we're giving them resources. We're giving them love and, and counseling and support and prayers and helping them to choose life because so many moms who end up um, ending the life of their child, they feel like they have no other option and no other choice and they're pressured. We talked about peer pressure 
um, the culture tells them that they can't do it. The culture tells moms in tough situations that, hey, you have to choose between success for yourself or this pathetic, desperate life of being a mom. But that's not real empowerment. You know, empowering a mom in a tough situation is to walk alongside her and say, you know what, we love you. Um, we care for you. We want what's best for you. And we're here to help. And that's what we do at Save the Storks. And it's an awesome ministry. I think it's the greatest moral and civil um, injustice at this time is um, you know, terminating um, the unborn and, and killing babies. So I'm super passionate about it. And as a man, I, I can't stay silent amidst this tragedy. And so that's why I'm dedicating my, my time and my efforts towards that right now. And it's, it's been really good. I've been very blessed by this ministry. And as much as I give and serve in it, I'm blessed, you know, tenfold yeah. in return. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they just, you know, you helping people save lives really. So um, Literally. Uh, another question that I, I forgot to ask was um, about like the, like the ego as well as kind of like confidence, you know, like, like, how do you, how would you like balance that, you know, um, you know, as, as a soccer player, but like in a competitive environment, cause you know, it could get pretty competitive and like, you know, heated or emotional sometimes, you know, when things that are not expected, you know, arise and like, how do you like keep your emotions in check as well? Uh, and, and not let you like your ego, like take over too much. Mm. It's a super tough balance. You're right. That's a great question. And you can talk to Wells about this too, because, you know, he, he would be the one apologizing to his teammates, you know, more yeah. often than other teammates, because, you know, we're super passionate and we want it. And sometimes that can overflow. And just because we're Christian doesn't mean we're perfect. You know, we make mistakes. I make plenty of mistakes and, and judge and criticize and gossip and um and i and i have to repent because i'm a sinner and i need a savior uh, just like everyone else and so we we try we try our best we get back up you know we pick up our cross daily and we follow after him and we do it very imperfectly so um i think self-talk is important i think um you know being confident in in i've mentioned it before but i just want to reiterate if there's one takeaway um, that your listeners get, John. It's just that identity in Christ as an athlete, having that identity. When you're conflicted, when you have multiple people you're trying to please in different directions and you have that interior, um, you know, contradiction, uh, if you don't have peace within yourself or within your soul, if you don't have that strong foundation of who you are and who you are meant to be and why you're doing what you're doing, which all comes through Jesus Christ. And when you have that, I mean, you can withstand all sorts of storms and it's amazing. So, and you should have that confidence and you need to remind yourself that and tell yourself, you know, my strength comes from the Lord and, you know, win, lose or draw. This is why I play. This is who I am. And that ultimately leads to greater confidence. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in a game early in my career in the U.S. Open Cup in the quarterfinals versus an MLS team where we were in the penalty shootouts and I missed the only shot of the whole shootout the goalie saved it and it was it was crushing 
but you know i had the without faith i would have been you know would have really brought me to a low place but to know that you know what it's not about me um mm-hmm. it really helped me bounce back and number of time and I, it's hard to have a 15 year pro career but because of god's grace and uh my faith in him um he helped me persevere through that so that would that would be my encouragement um is to have that identity rooted in jesus christ definitely, definitely. all right well you know i want to just to say you know thank you for you know taking the time luke i uh, really appreciate it and you know if there's any any way you know listeners can support you as well is there uh you know maybe your website or a way you know they can contact you and learn more about you or what what you're doing absolutely if they'd like any contact info uh save the storks sounds like an environmental cause but (laughs) (laughs) my email is luke at save the storks.com and just an awesome ministry um serving god by serving women in tough situations so um reach out to me and and pray about being a part of our our life-saving ministry and uh just be a light you know be a city on a hill a light to the world in this dark time be the salt you know and don't don't be ashamed of the gospel be bold live your faith um yeah it's been my pleasure john thanks for having me and you too man keep up what you're doing you know who knows what god has in store for you other than greatness but um be faithful each day and this is an awesome platform and and spread it far and wide if you can definitely well thank you very much you got it john god bless you man thank you take care